Hello and welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Salette. And this is Kalina. And our special guest today is Canelo Spice Dogs. So if you hear him in the background doing what dogs do, it's because he's here. <laughs> yes. Doing what he's he, going to do. He has nowhere to go. <laughs> and yeah, he doesn't want to be away. He, well, like, he gets sad when we lock him up in other places. And then he makes more noise. Way more noise. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have heard him in the past. So... So yeah, welcome back to us. Yeah. We are a podcast who reads and discuss romance novels of the paranormal kind. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Whatever. I thought I had it. Whatever we Whatever want. Whatever we want. So yeah. yeah. Um, tis the season. Tis the holiday season. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have a quickie for you. Let's do this. What do you want for Christmas? Oh, <laughs> yay. I love that one. Okay. Here's what I truly want for Christmas. And I, I can't think of the name of it right now, but it is a pretty intricate calligraphy starter kit. Oh. Yeah. So I started doing calligraphy mm-hmm. and I'm okay at it. I haven't had any type of formal training. YouTube, I thought would be a lot better at giving me some like really good instructions. And there are some good ones out there, but most of them really aren't. I think you have to like subscribe to a group or like pay dues to some type of subscription or something. Uh, which I'm willing to do. I actually just joined a Facebook group and I am a self-starter, a self-learner, but I want this. And it comes with practice sheets, a couple of nibs, a couple of pens. And like, I don't even know what they're called right now. I don't know any of that kind of stuff, but the kit that I want is about $70. And so that's actually truly what I want right now for Christmas. Nice. Thanks for asking me. You are welcome. (laughs) I will uh, send this episode to Daniel. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. Fun. What about you? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you had all that time to think I was rambling on. I know, and I was like, uh-oh. uh-oh <laughs> You're like, oh, uh-oh, she was quick uh-oh. with it. <laughs> she knew what she wanted. Oh, what do I want? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. Even if it's like, like, like a not reasonable thing. Right. Like if it's superficial or if it's just like world peace, if it's. Oh, I want, I want another, I need a bigger Le Crusade Dutch oven. That's what I want. (gasps) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Seriously, fucker? I'm going to go closer to the mic. He has to say his piece. He wants a new rubber ball. Well, they only last like five <laughs> seconds. Okay, so you want a a, a, a Le Creuset? Yeah, Le Creuset. Okay. Oven. I have. I got myself one last year, a mm-hmm. smaller like soup pot, stew size pot, and I use it all the time. Like okay. all the time, I cook everything in it. So I need another one. All I right. want another one. Do you have a specific? Color or um, my first one was turquoise. Okay, it can be another color, blue, green. I don't all care. Right. So he's getting this. We've got it. It's all under control. Nice, good. So, right. <laughs> sorry. And that brings us to the book we read for this episode, which is "All I Want for Christmas Is a Vampire," bringing us into the season. And this was by Carolyn Sparks, narrated by Colleen Marlowe, and. This is great because this is a type of book we haven't done in so long, and it's been a while since we've done. It has been like I think at least a year. We I swear we haven't yeah. done a single one this year like this. Book. Yeah, no, and this is what we started off the podcast doing. The, I w- it was good to get back into a mm-hmm. book like this, a little bit less 
all the world is at stake. Yes. A little bit more just like internal vampire issues. Yes, definitely. Vampire struggles. This is actually the fifth in a in her series mm-hmm. uh, about vampires, but we just dove in because it was the Christmas episode or Christmas book, and we wanted to do a Christmas themed. You book. know, you guys, you guys know that we're all about tying things into tying things into tying <laughs> things. So this is good. Well, and we have said in the past that we'd be skeptical to like just jump in the middle of series. Yes. And I personally, that's not, like, that goes against everything I believe in as a, a reader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you have to read all the books and you start at the beginning. Yep. Well, you know what? It was okay. I didn't feel lost. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I mean, I'm sure there's other things we missed from the first couple of books. But yeah. it felt fine. The story was just about these two main characters. The, you know, side characters had their things going on, but that's okay. I didn't miss it. I felt, I it just, it was a nice, warm, you know, story. Mm-hmm. Like you said, familiar, and we haven't done one in a while. Yeah, we haven't had a vampire in a while, and we haven't At had, all. like, an older book like this. Well, I guess it's not, well, it's from 2011, so it's not that bad. That and, yeah, jumping right in the middle of a series, which I didn't actually, actually know that it was until you mentioned it a little bit earlier during our planning. <laughs> yeah. So now you knew. Yeah, you didn't know at all. It's fine. It reads as a standalone book. It is all good, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you guys read with us. So I think a lot of the more current books where we don't read so much as standalone. Yeah. They're part of a series. They really do stand out as part of series. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one was very clearly this story. And we got a beginning, middle, and end to it. And I don't know if it's because of the type of stories or authors or whatever that we have been more attracted to lately. But if they are part of the series, they're a bunch of shorts. Like, they're smaller novellas and shorter stories, so they're not nearly as long as these. But this was a 10-hour book. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another thing, too, is if we are doing a series, they're short. They're not full novels. Yeah. Which is all good, too. I have actually, those are my new favorite type of books, are the shorts. Yeah. The novellas. I agree. There's something about it, like, getting a real, like, to-the-point story. There were moments in this where I was like, all right, move along. Let's speed (laughs) up the Mm storyline. But not too much. I really did like, because it, it, it moved fast enough. But it wasn't overly complicated. There were two kind of things going on that all ended up merging together in the mm-hmm. end. So that worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, let's do the Clits Notes. Clits Notes. All right. So this is the story of Ian McLean. Mc- sure. Mick something. Well, he's Scottish. He's Scottish. <laughs> Mick so hottie. Mick something. Yep. Mick mm-hmm. vampire. Uh- <laughs> Mick vampire, yes. So he's a 500-year-old vampire. And... For all of his vampire life, he has had the unfortunate existence of being 15. Mm-hmm. He was like fighting in a Scottish battle and was mortally wounded and a vampire came along and turned him when he was 15. And that was pretty hard to be 15 for 500 years because yes. no one really took him seriously as an adult. Mm-hmm. He didn't look like one. Women didn't fall in love with him or want to date him. He never really raised, like, raised through the ranks of his jobs that he took on different positions and stuff, but he kind of always got stuck in second in command because, you know, he looked like he's 15, <laughs> right? And he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe 500, but whatever. So there's this special potion or, you know, drug that his coven leader, Roman, has created and it's called Stay Awake. And it allows vampires to stay awake throughout the day. 
Because in this world, the vampires, they die at They're like, in a dead sleep. Dead sleep. It's cool. At sunup to sundown. Yep. They, no, no questions asked. They can't get up. There's no, mm-hmm. nothing doing. Except for this special drug does allow them to stay up through the day. But it has a side effect and it makes them age a year mm-hmm. when they do that. Mm-hmm. So every day they take it, they age a year. Well, he figured, can't hurt. <laughs> I'm 15. I'm 15. <laughs> I gotta fix this somehow. <laughs> so... He stayed up for 12 days straight. Wow. In order to become 27. Wow. <laughs> or at least look like he was yes. 27. So he went through all of puberty, mm-hmm. all of growth spurts, oh all of everything in like 12, 12 days. days. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so he shows back up. He's been out, you know, away from where he normally lives to do this. Because it's a secret. This isn't a drug all the vampires want known mm-hmm. because there are bad vampires in this world called malcontents. The good vampires drink bottled blood, synthetic blood that they've created so they don't have to feed off of humans. The bad vampires are like, bitches, we, we want to eat humans. humans. Yep. <laughs> so they're fighting. They try to kill each other a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if they knew that they could stay awake during the day, then you can just go and kill all of your enemies because they're dead asleep. Mm-hmm. You know, they aren't awake. So it's a bad thing. So he's trying to keep it secret. He comes back home. He's like, I'm wanting to find a true love. He's lived 500 years. Like some of his friends have started finding mates and are falling in love and he wants that for himself. Mm-hmm. But he is convinced that he should only fall in love with a vampire because his biggest concern is truthfulness and honesty. He wants to be able to be honest with his future partner and you can't tell a human woman that you're a vampire because They're a they would then know that you were a vampire. Yes. In this world, <laughs> vampires aren't known. Yeah. So he's looking for a vampire lady who is honest and truthful and loyal and blah and blue and blah. And all. <laughs> he had like a seven page list. It seemed really long. And a lot of like really high standards. And I was like, yeah. all right, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> So his uh, vampire friend Bond is helping him. She puts him on a dating app. He's like going to try and figure this out. And in the meantime, he meets Tony. Mm -hmm. And Tony is a human lady who has been hired to guard the vampires during the day. Mm -hmm. Because once a human knows about them, then they try to use them as help. You know, because when they're out cold, they're out cold. (laughs) Yes. They are like literally dead to the world. So there are humans that they pay really well and hire to watch them to make sure, you know, if other nefarious humans come up for the vampires during the day, (laughs) then they can be protected. Right. So he meets her. Uh, He's a little bit skeptical of a woman guarding him. He's a little bit, he doesn't trust her so much. He's like trying to figure out what her deal is because he can sense that there's something hidden there with Tony and and uh, but there's also a strong attraction there. So mm-hmm. and she's feeling it too. But she also is like, "No, you asshole! I don't like you." And she hates vamps. And yeah, he's like, "Well, why? If you hate vamps, why are you fucking yep. guarding vamps?" Mm-hmm. So they have this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the underlying story. That's the underlying story. And eventually, they spend more time together. They talk. They get to know each other. She thinks they're completely opposites in the beginning, and it turns out maybe they have a lot more in common Mm -hmm. than she thought. She's also looking for love, but she has her life planned out. She and her best friend, who's a multimillionaire, (laughs) eventually. Eventually. She's got to get that degree. Well, that was confused to me. Because she obviously already had a bachelor's degree because she was in school for a master's. Oh, yeah. But they kept saying that in order for her to get her inheritance, she just had to get a college degree. I was like, well, you have a BA (laughs) because... 
you're in school for a master's. I guess it could be a dual program, but that's uh, it's not what it sounded it like. It was not specific. <laughs> and okay. I was going to be a stickler about things. But anyway, <laughs> her friend Sabrina is attacked by vampires. So this is how Tony gets involved with the vampires. Sabrina gets attacked, almost killed. You know, she's telling everyone, the police, everyone, that it was vampires. Everyone's going, you're insane. The doctors are, like, threatening to put her on a psych hold because she's talking about how vampires attacked mm-hmm. her. They all just think it was a traumatic experience and she's exaggerating the, the peril she was in to make it vampires. Yes. So she asks Tony, and Tony doesn't really believe her either, but she's asked Tony to prove that it was vampires, that she's not crazy. Yeah. So, so Tony goes into Central Park to prove that it's, well, in her mind, she's trying to prove it's not vampires and gets attacked by fucking vampires. I'm sorry. Can I interrupt real you quick? <laughs> Let's discuss. I have just been attacked by vampires, which I know to 100% be true. They could be thugs that weren't vampires. I am not going to ask my best friend to go into fucking Central Park to to discover if these thugs, if these violent people who attacked me are actually, that they're actually real. But I've then just put you in danger too. Yeah, yeah. Call the police. I know in this instance it doesn't, because they are vampires. But still, if they were just regular people, I'm not gonna fucking send you out there. No, I'm not gonna send Dan out there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to call someone else who has some ability to do something about it. You, as a single woman in the <laughs> middle of a the midnight at a big ass park. Sorry, it, it does feel like a heavy ask. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know? like, hey, um, so the um. police and the doctors think I'm crazy because <laughs> I keep saying vampires attacked me. Could mm-hmm. you prove the existence of vampires? Yeah. Now I don't know that Sabrina specifically asked her to go replicate the incident. <laughs> I think that was Tony's idea. Okay, I was like, because it seemed like maybe Tony had She's created like, that. Yeah, then. I feel like Sabrina, though, did ask her to prove the she existence did. of vampires. I think she did. And I was like, well, that's a lot. <laughs> so the first thing that Tony does is goes to the same exact spot where her friend was Which attacked. She knows her friend was attacked at. Yes. Even if she doesn't believe it was right. vampires, she does know that attack happened. Yes. Yes. And violent people live there or yes. work there or like prowl Central Park. Why? <laughs> so all these choices have been bad. She's about to die. <laughs> but luckily, Connor, a good vampire, comes by and saves her with his giant ass Highlander sword. Yes. And takes her away <laughs> to the headquarters and gives her an option. Because she did fight really well mm-hmm. up until the point that they used mind control on her and started eating her for lunch. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. and so he's like, you fought really hard and we need humans who know about us to watch us. So I can either erase your memory of all of the vampires or I will hire you as a guard and you can work for us. Yeah. Now she's just discovered vampires are real. So she is trying to help her friend and do the thing that she asked her to do. So she's like, well, you can't erase my memory because then I won't know the vampires are real. And I can't help my friend, but... I will work for you. So Mm -hmm. now she's going into this thinking, well, I'm going to find proof that they're vampires and I'll be able to help Sabrina by proving to the hospital or to the police that there are vampires, which Mm -hmm. is a nonsensical thing to (laughs) do. Uh, anyway, so she does have an alternative. Yes. And Ian is like, uh, I think I see this. Yeah. He doesn't know what it is, but he senses it. And everyone else is like, no, Tony is totally cool. (laughs) She's fine. (laughs) 
So they're hanging out. Turns out Sabrina's uncle, who has the charge of her trust, has this, he's also a psychiatrist with gambling debts, and uh-huh. locks her away in a psych hospital mm-hmm. and won't let Tony or, or Carlos, their neighbor, who's also their really good friend, mm-hmm. see her. So now she's got to rescue Sabrina from a psych ward. She's confided in Carlos that there are vampires. He took it really well and just totally believed her <laughs> and was like, like, yeah, there are vampires. It's yeah. cool. And you work for them, sure. No problems. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's getting all, like, tingly feeling over Ian. Uh He's getting all tingly feeling over her, except that his dating profile has gone viral. Yes. And there is, like, every woman in the city, vamp and not vamp, Uh are trying to date Ian McShane. McPhee. Mm -hmm. McPhee. (laughs) Ian McScotterson. Ian Mc... Is it McMillan? (laughs) No, it's not. Mc... It doesn't matter. So. Ian McIan. Ian McIan. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a whole bunch of tension around that because Tony's kind of like gets a little bit jealous. She's like, you're not going to find, you know, this is a waste of your time. You're not going to find the one you want. He's trying. He he keeps saying that he needs it to be a vampire so that he doesn't have to lie. He doesn't Mm want to lie. But here the whole time, Tony already knows about vampires. You don't have to lie to Tony. But she works for him. So she can't, they can't technically date because that'd be against regulations you can't date your guard well that and when she does leave that post her memory will be erased yes she either has to stay there for life as a guard and work for them or if she ever quits she will lose all of the years that she worked for them Mm -hmm. yeah that's awful why is it 2000 yeah could you imagine like working there for 10 years and then deciding what (laughs) happened what is this covid thing I was gone for 10 years and now there's a disease out there killing people? Did you see about the guy on the yacht who's been just out on his yacht for like six months in the, like, <laughs> no. and he didn't know? Oh, oh no! Yeah. He just walked it back home into an apocalypse. <laughs> he was just like sailing around and like stopping you know like I don't know I guess he didn't stop for a while just kind of stayed on the (laughs) ocean and didn't like follow news or in any way shape or form just lived his life and now yeah now there's a fucking apocalypse how terrible for him I'd be like I'm going back on my yacht I know (laughs) see you fucking bitches later wow anyway so yeah be like that Uh you're just like walk up and you're like what the fuck Why do I look 40? What the hell happened to me? (laughs) That'd be weird. Anyway. So naturally, in the end, a lot of shit happens. And Tony and Ian fall in love. Yep. And they get hot and heavy. There's a lot of uh, real descriptive sex scenes. And uh, well, not a lot, but there's a few, and they're good. Yes. And the teasing scenes. Oh, yeah. That are, yes. Their kissing stuff is hot. Yeah. So, um, and uh, the malcontents try to kill some people. Tony ends up killing the head of the malcontents and ending that whole storyline. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah. They do save Sabrina, too. Yes. We'll get to that, because we have some issues with that. But anyway. <laughs> not with the saving part. No, we like that they save her. With just Sabrina. Sabrina has some issues. <laughs> and, uh, and, and in the end, and we could talk about it now before we forget about it, because sometimes we do. We do. We always say we're going to get back to yeah. things, and then we, uh, we never, never get back. But Tony does end up getting stabbed by um, uh, one Nadia. of the... Yeah, Nadia, who has been captured in sort of like an imprisoned sex slave to the main bad guy but she gets stabbed by her and then ian's blood saves her yeah and then she starts to get some she's a little supernatural bit stronger powers. she can mm-hmm. see without her glasses she's a little faster she's a little faster she can hear better mm-hmm. she basically has a little bit of superhero yeah. power her 
five senses have been heightened. So, nice. yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, it was yeah. just, it was a really, it just felt comforting. Yeah, it was an old friend book. It was, definitely. Definitely something that we have missed doing. And these are the type of books that got us started. Yeah, so. this is exactly like the books that started mm-hmm. my whole fascination with paranormal romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it was just like, you know, a bunch of hot vampire guys hanging around. Yep. <laughs> One of my favorite things about this book are the vampires and how she had created them. So, like, they've got different type of powers um, or abilities. So, I don't know if we've really had any of that can, like, levitate or fly um i don't think so but yeah so these ones can levitate they can teleport mm-hmm. which is really cool yeah i mean Super with the handy typical strength allergic to silver allergic to garlic well i don't know but the garlic thing she tony made a joke about it but they never talked about it so they can't go out in the sunlight i mean they're not even awake during the no day. they're not even awake during the day but they're all trying to do their stuff they're drinking blood the good vampires are doing the synthetic blood the bad ones of course are doing straight up human blood well and even the good ones even before synthetic blood came around because it sounds like it was invented in like the 70s or something mm-hmm. wouldn't kill would try really hard not to kill they yeah. would use they have the mind control stuff that mm-hmm. most vampires like the what do they call that in other vampire books uh, glamour or something yeah, yeah. glamour and so they would just kind of try to find more willing humans and like drink a little bit of their blood. Yeah. yeah. Try not to kill. But the, the bad ones, the malcontents, mm-hmm. obviously are like super cool with killing. Yes. And then they've got super healing abilities, which yes. is what happens during their death sleep. Yeah. If they have injuries, they heal themselves during sleep. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're all warriors. Oh, yeah. Also, my another favorite thing about this is that Ian came into this, well, he came into the world 500 years ago as a 15-year-old. Now he's 27 looking, quote unquote <laughs> looking. But he is also a vampire, like you said earlier, that is really trying to discover himself, trying to find true love. Never once in this book have they talked about faded mates, which thank you so much. We love that. I think that's... Awesome. You do love it. Another thing is, Ian isn't perfect. Like, I don't think that he has a ton of money. He has. Oh yeah, he does. Didn't you? Hear oh shit! Shit? shit! No, you're right. He does. Well, when you're 500 years old, you end oh, up with a castle God. and 700 cars and all. That's these. right. He's got he's all. Like, well, I'm these. not a billionaire. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're right. But he does like to work because I mean, when you are infinite years old, you want to do things. You can't just be rich. You gotta work. (laughs) And he's good at it. He's good at his job. He's an investigation and security. He doesn't Mm -hmm. just do bodyguard stuff. He does investigation. That's why he's so good at looking into Tony and trying to figure out what her deal is. Yep. But yeah, no, but he isn't perfect because, well, at least for, I'm sure like the series maybe started with Rowan founding True Love because mm-hmm. he's the coven master, but yeah. this, you know, so we're not doing that. We've already, I guess that's probably already happened in the series. But. Yeah. So he's just, you know, he's a guy who's been around. Mm-hmm. I think that's great though. I think that like the way that she wrote it, I mean, especially for someone like me who doesn't pick up on a lot of things sometimes like that, was that up until the moment you told me it was the fifth book in the series, you just didn't know. It was so fluid. Mm-hmm. It was written very well. Like it was mm-hmm. just like, it truly was just Ian and Tony's story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great, I think. It is good. So we loved the book. I mean, we we enjoyed it. It was good. It was good to come home to this kind of book. There were some things about it that obviously felt dated. Mm -hmm. You could tell it was not from current 2020 world. It was from 2011 world. Mm -hmm. One of the funnier things that I think you just don't see as much anymore, but um, they kept hanging out in this club, Mm -hmm. but it was a vampire club, but it was a strip club. Yes. (laughs) But it was a male strip because it was run by all of the old harem women Mm -hmm. from Roman's harem before he found his love 
Eleven got married and he disbanded all of his vampire ladies. And so he set them up with a club. <laughs> Which is so cool. And so now they run this male vampire strip club and it's full of just female vampires throwing themselves yep. at, at male strippers. And it's funny, mm-hmm. but it does also feel a little dated. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, that's not something we yeah. do nowadays. <laughs> but, but it's cute. The women, yeah. some of the side women are written a little bit more like really cookie cutter, like stereotypical. Like there's a bimbo, there's a yeah. southern bell, there's a hoity-toity, you know. It's the, yeah, exactly. A, aristocrat lady. I mean, they're very stereotypes. Yes. But the characters in the, like, the bulk of the characters in the book aren't. No. Just some of the side pieces. <laughs> the extras. Yeah. That are in the background that like, have a, a line or two. It was awfully nice of them to save that bartender lady in the end, considering she's the one that, like, <laughs> blabbed to the whole world about, Ro- yeah. or about Ian having aged. Because, you know, eventually, because he's becoming so popular with his dating site or his profile on Mm -hmm. the dating site the vampire news gets a hold of it and they want to do a story about him and then the fact that he used to look 15 and now looks 27 comes up yep and all of a sudden vampires are like what how is that yeah so that's how the bad guys find out about the potential aging yep potion and they want to know what it is mm-hmm. and they think they it makes them a bit able to stay awake during the day so yeah. they're, they want it so they can kill all the good vampires the stereotypes even go into like the news anchors towards oh, the God. end of the book <laughs> when the bad guy what is it your yedrick yeah yeah Yed- yedrick and his minions come in and they just like interrupt the broadcast during the yeah. night they take over and the news station. They, they take over the news station and <laughs> And even the newscast, like the two ladies and the dude, and I don't know their names, no. were talking. They just had that, st- like, I'm really good with a, a hairbrush. And, and then, like, that's his weapon of choice or something. And she's like, don't eat me. I'm really popular. Eat her. She's a slut or yeah, whatever. She slept with my Yeah, she's like, <laughs> and it was a. No, I'm pretty. <laughs> you can't kill me. I'm prettier. It's, it's a fun it's a fun thing that we don't get much anymore in no. our, which is great, but it's, it's knowing the times is really interesting and it's fun to get back into that. And I think Colleen, who narrated, oh, she yeah. had a wide range of fucking accents she had to do. She had to do male <laughs> Scottish shit, male Ukrainian, yeah. Russian, Southern. There was a, uh, what's his name? Dr. Fang. <laughs> <laughs> The love, the love, Finnegan, Finnegan, yeah. Then the women, she had Southern and English and mm-hmm. American, and just like whole and crap. nailed it. She did, nailed she it did. all. She did. There were those, you know, like when she had to do the bantering in between. When there were so many different characters, she had to remember which ones were which because even within the same coven side, you'd have the different ones, like Finnegan mm-hmm. and Ian mm-hmm. and Connor. Uh, it was fantastic. She did great. Oh, absolutely. I, I missed. That's very impressive. Yeah. I missed having that type of narration, you know? Yeah. Because in the shorter stories, we don't get too detailed, and it's usually just one group. There's a couple usually, of like, people. two characters with maybe a third here. Right. And there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this definitely had a more full cast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so she had to do more voices. Yep. And then at one point, she did. Ian, who is Scottish, faking being Dracula. Yes! Oh my god! So he had a bad Transylvanian... So she's doing a Scottish man doing a bad Transylvanian accent, and it was fucking It was! She fucking nailed it! I saw... That was towards the end of the book when they go and scare the shit out of the uncle. Yeah! And he dresses up as Dracula. (laughs) 
she just like apparates into the room and starts like and mind fucking with yeah, the dude. <laughs> and because they're like, because you gotta leave Sabrina alone, you fucking asshole. But you also have to stop trying to get her money. Yeah, like, yeah. So she, you have to. So once they break her out of the mental institution, mm-hmm. the uncle puts out an AP, like calls the cops yeah. and says she's been kidnapped or escaped. He can't decide because one because nobody his, knows. Yeah, one of his stories is that she ran away with the other mental Teddy um, uh, patient, uh-huh. Teddy, oh, who Teddy. they also they. Saved they from saved because he was witness. He just yes. witnessed too much, and he He's saved. Also awesome. He also saved. He saved Tony. Tony from being from molested. yeah from Brett. That guy sucked. Mm-hmm. I want to know. They. I know they. <laughs> They didn't satisfactorily explain to us how what happened to Brett at the end. No, he just. What did they say? They put his underwear, her underwear. No, he put so something around his. She she put Sabrina's underwear in his hand and bra on his head. And, okay. And Ian had him put him into a, an all night sleep so he would be found in the morning in her bed. Yes. <laughs> And I think Tony asked after the fact, when Carlos was explaining what was going on with the police, Mm -hmm. she asked, well, have they said anything about Brett? And he's like, no, the hospital's keeping that quiet. And I'm like, man, (laughs) I want to (laughs) know. I want to know too. I want to, they're, they're probably now using him. He's the patient now for that room. I don't know. He's a bad dude. Bad well, things yeah. deserve to happen to that guy. Yeah, that guy sucked. But yeah, so Teddy gets saved too. So we have two people mm-hmm. who have been saved from the mental institution. And Teddy is like the luckiest guy in the world. Oh, he, so he kind of went a little crazy, went into a little bit of mental he illness after his, yeah, girlfriend had died. In um, a car accident. In a car accident. He was driving and he didn't die mm-hmm. and she died. So yes, he was depressed. Yeah. And somehow, if you get into the hands of this well, no, it just, doctor, they just don't let you out. No. And it sucks. And then you start to believe in your insanity, right? Mm-hmm. And then you start to, just like Sabrina, she had that same problem, that influence on there of them telling them what they are feeling and not actually... Well, and drugs. And the drugs, yeah. You put them on heavy enough psychotics yeah. and you convince them that they're crazy, mm-hmm. you're going to yeah. Yeah, break but- them down. Teddy believes so much in superheroes and he sees all these vamps doing all these oh and uh Carlos doing all of these like supernatural things and he is just like on top of the fucking world the most innocent character in this book I most think. lucky character yeah definitely a most lucky cause yeah he went from being stuck in a hospital to now he's hanging out with vampires yeah. and shifters yes. and he's probably gonna be a teacher at uh, yeah. school they're setting up for special kids yep. kids with special abilities mm-hmm. yep. so it's pretty neat it is really neat Good for you, Tony. We're very proud. Tony. Teddy. Tony. Tony. Daytona. (laughs) Daytona. That's true. That is her name. What do you think of that? I hate it. Oh, really? I liked it. I thought it was a good name. I mean, I don't like the story behind it. That's what I mean. I hate the na- the story behind it. Well, obviously, her, it. Her, mom her mom's the- So, yeah. Tony's mom runs off at, like, 19 or something because she wants to marry a race car driver and goes to Daytona and sees a guy in a, you know, overalls, mm-hmm. apparently, assumes he's a driver, sleeps with him, finds out later he's just a mechanic. Mechanic. <laughs> gets pissed and then is pregnant so she's decided the whole thing's a mistake so she names her daughter after the track she was conceived at so that she would never forget her her error so she named her daytona sent her off to be raised by her mom while she went and got married to a millionaire Uh and had her own perfect kids and aren't illegitimate that's the only reason i don't like that is because of where that name stemmed from so that's why i don't like it i do like that tony came from daytona Mm mm-hmm 
And I think that's a good name. Actually, I like Brie coming from Sabrina. I think that that's really cool. But the whole origin of the name, I didn't, I hated it. Well, no, I, and I get why she is embarrassed about it and doesn't like her mom. I mean, a lot of things. So Tony starts off every day with her daily affirmations. Mm-hmm. She wakes up every morning and she tells herself five things. Is it four? I thought it was five. But she, yeah, so she has five things she tells herself about being successful, being worthy, and being loved. Like, she is worthy of love. She will succeed at what she wants to do. And so, she has a lot of self-doubt, obviously, because of the way she was conceived and then abandoned by Mm -hmm. her mother. To be raised by her grandmother. And then, unfortunately, when she was 13, her grandmother died. Yeah. Now, she has some not great ideas that it's her fault, just because grandma was kind of sick. And she didn't catch it. And she didn't catch it. And she didn't... She usually would go and give grandma a hug before she would went to school. Mm-hmm. But because she had had... She knew uh, her grandmother had had a bad night and wasn't sleeping really well. She didn't want to interrupt her. But she was sleeping in the morning, mm-hmm. so she... Didn't want to wake her. Mm-hmm. And then when she got home, she was dead. Yeah. She's like, if I had just done it, I could have saved her. And that's like, I, that's a way crazy thought. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I get it, but it's, so she, since she was 13, is convinced that she killed her grandmother. Yeah. She let her down. And then her mom puts her in a boarding school because yeah. obviously she doesn't want to deal with her. She has her own legitimate family to deal with. Mm-hmm. So that's where she meets Sabrina. But she's just never felt part of the world, mm-hmm. like, you know, wanted or loved. She has a lot of issues with that, and she just does. She just wants to take care of her friends and follow her dream of helping orphans. Mm-hmm. They have her and Sabrina have this weird this plan that they're going <laughs> to save orphans, <laughs> every orphan in the world, in the world, and bring and save them. them. Bring them I don't here. Know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> not great. <laughs> There's a little datedness to that. There's a flaw concept. Slight uh, white saviorism happening. <laughs> The idea that you're going to bring orphans from around the world to your orphanage and take care of them. How about take your $85 million and invest in their countries and make that better? That might be a better plan, but... Mm -hmm. eh, 2011 plan. Not 2020's plan. So, she's struggling with... That's been her life and her plan for the whole, you know, for years. Mm -hmm. And she wants to pursue it. But now she's finding that she kind of likes Ian. She likes the family she's developed with the vampires. Like, you know, whereas she first was thinking they were horrible, awful. But now she's seeing them. They do amazing, wonderful things. Like, it's Christmas time. And they have vampires who work for the post office Mm -hmm. who pull aside all the letters to Santa. And then they open them, find out who, like, what children have asked for and what they need and they gather a bunch of gifts throughout the year dress up as dress Santa and teleport into all these homes of needed families yes. and leave gifts for them so and there's real Santas you guys yeah. the vampires are Santas Santas are vampires we have discovered the truth and that's how they can be everywhere oh, in one night because they can teleport and there's like hundreds of them I just love it yeah she's all like so what's up with all of the millions of Santa suits that you guys have and he's like well uh, because they have a party during the thing and Roman and his family are trying to be in disguise because the bad guys know blah, blah, blah. That's all the underlying stuff. But there are hundreds of Santa suits in this company and that's what they're used for. And I wish that was so real. Oh it's my God. It's just so endearing. Oh, it's so great. It's, it's such a great idea. Mm-hmm. To- like that there is really a Santa, mm-hmm. but it's a hundred vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. I'm writing that down. So, 
So she's like, they are good people. They love each other. They care, you know, care and protect each other. They love and care and protect people. And so she's, you know, being torn in these two directions. Like, do I give all of this up and go back to my normal life? Or do I pursue this? Mm -hmm. And my growing attachment to Ian. Yep. And Ian's also struggling because he's like, I really thought I needed a vampire woman to be with. Yep. But I'm so attracted to Tony and she has my whole attention Mm -hmm. and I can't even talk to these ladies. Yep. (laughs) And also, we're pretty sure most of them only want him because he's... Because really of his there, description. He's super, hot. <laughs> he's super hot. Like, that is what they're described as when they go into their mob scenes with signs and when they call in for him because of his. He's super hot. He's like, just super hot. He's Let so me guess. Hot. Let me guess. He's hot. <laughs> yeah. So hot. Um, yeah. So then, naturally, eventually, they come together as. Yeah. They realize that they should be. And he's working out a plan to try to help her pursue her dreams mm-hmm. and stay within their world and, and stay with him. Yeah, because he doesn't want her gone. He doesn't want her mind to be erased. And she soon comes to find out that she doesn't want to either. Nope. You know, she doesn't necessarily want to be a vampire. Nope. She does want to stay known to their world and be with Tony. Which Ian. is, uh, shit! Why do you have a Tony name? I keep going back to Tony. It doesn't matter who I'm talking about. I'm just going to call it Tony. All the characters are now Tony. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite, like, intimate scene. Mm -hmm. We're going to get into that. Yeah, let's do sex. Is at the Christmas party where he pulled her away. That was so good. So, like, during this whole interaction, he keeps asking Tony what her real name is. And then what her secrets are. And she, of course, she's like, well, no, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not ready to tell you that. I'll say, no, you don't need to know. But this is the moment where she starts to divulge it. But they exchange secrets. And in doing so, they lose a piece of clothing while they're doing it. Because at this point, they already know. They've already had a make-out section. They've already, like, they want to bone each other. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's going to happen during this Christmas party. So they're answering questions and the secrets are being released. What's the word? <laughs> they're, yes, they're asking each other questions. <laughs> and for each answer, you remove a uh, – the other one removes a piece of clothing. Yes. So they go back and forth and they're all diff- taking out different parts of their costume. And she goes in as an elf. Yep. She's dressed up as with an elf stakes. And- <laughs> she's got stakes in her her belt, and she thinks it's funny. And he's like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't like that so much." <laughs> he's like, "Let's take those off and put like, them around." Throws them, <laughs> pushes them off the table. <laughs> like, no, 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 we don't want those around. And, no accidental staking here. And and it's just like, so I have always said before that I don't like talking during sex, right? But this scene oh my God. was so perfect. It was so perfectly Both written. of them. Yes. Because there's a lot of chat mm-hmm. in their action. The next one, which is real sex. And I just, oh, they're good. It was they're, so and there's, good. There's laughter. Yes. And it's a real connected mm-hmm. sexy. Like, and it's not, it's not overly serious. Right. Which I really love. It was a real, it was, it's mm-hmm. another real type of like adventure, especially for your first true sexual encounter with, because while they didn't have like penetrating sex, no. he did go down on yes her. it's oral sex it's oral sex and that's still sex and so of course it is um it's best sex it's <laughs> you know and so that happens in that scene but leading up to it is they're teasing and they're laughing and they're joking and they're just oh it's just well so and perfect. he like earlier in the like at the party he saw her she had red tights on for her elf costume and he just wanted to pull the red tights yes. down her legs and so he does in the scene. He like slowly rolls them mm-hmm. down her legs and it's just really, it's it's super sexy. Yeah. And it's exactly what you want. And then he, yeah, lays her down and mm-hmm. tongues her. And there's like, 
That's like, like for the first, when you're starting to get to know somebody and you already know that it's going to happen, you just don't know when. Uh-huh. And then that's the type of scene that you have before mm-hmm. some type of action happens just intensifies it so much. Because I'm I'm not crazy about oral sex. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. Yeah, like, no, I, I would rather give than receive. Sure. But this one was like, it's just like sh- shower scenes, right? Uh-huh. They're just like written so great and yes. so perfect. And leading up to it in the whole, I don't know, you guys have to, I, we really hope that you guys have listened with us because that's, that's my favorite scene. And then I love the next one. So a couple days later or something, I don't know, whatever. Time, <laughs> time is weird. Um, he takes the stay awake potion to spend time with her during mm-hmm, the day mm-hmm. because they just don't have enough time because she's got to guard him while he's sleeping which then means she has to sleep at night while he's up mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a little bit strange right now so he you know takes a potion and or the, the drug and stays awake one day for it, her and so they're definitely gonna have sex this time because they they were going to last time but then like somebody attacked and so he had to run out right after giving her an oral orgasm and mm-hmm. then he runs away to beat somebody up right <laughs> and so but everything's cool now it's daytime so no bad vibes can attack and mm-hmm. he can spend the day with her so they strip each other and they're like touching and feeling and then she's like no I want to do this so she, she kind of like pushes him back to go down on him yep. and he can't control himself yes so real <laughs> so he ejaculates like and he gets like her chest and the yes! bedspread a suede bedspread which I'm like well that bedspread's done you goodbye. can't fix that goodbye there is jizz on that and it'll never come out who has a suede bread spread? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's all embarrassed. Yes. Because he didn't get to last very long. And she, he like he's like not looking at her and he's just like, oh man, that sucked. Um, and also he's, because <laughs> he, this is his first sex since he grew 12 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So imagine like 15 year old yes. balls and penis mm-hmm. to 27 year old balls and penis, right? But overnight. Over yes. Or like over 12 days. 12 days. Um, so he hasn't gotten to really explore his new body. He just knew it was bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, oh, God, I can't last. I can't hold it. With his sexy Scottish accent. Yep. And then he looks down and she's fucking laughing. She she's is She's rolling it. around on the bed side to side oh, laughing. And he's like, oh, well, that's not what men want. No. <laughs> <laughs> they just love being laughed at, Tony. The special is about <laughs> laughing at him she is like i am so powerful i love being able to make you lose control she's like look at me superhuman who made the big vamp nut (laughs) yep oh yep and he so he eventually i mean he he doesn't get hurt about it no he's like oh you enjoyed that because he thought she was laughing and because because he had come so quickly and and she's like no i was i love that Mm -hmm. i want to be able to make you lose control yeah like that absolutely and i really identify because I feel that, like, I try so hard when I get horrible. I try so hard. And sometimes you're like, what is wrong with your Just come already. <laughs> just, could you just come so I can stop doing this? My jaw hurts. <laughs> Why haven't you done it yet? <laughs> Be more sensitive. <laughs> of course you don't say shit like well, that. No, they're like, you keep it close? to yourself. Are you close? Come on. All right, hold on. Okay. 
and jaw fucking locking. Uh, uh, oh, you gag, gag reflexes just kicking in. I'm like, could you just? Uh, and so I feel sad sometimes. I'm like, I'm not that good at this. But I love this. And I loved how she was just like, got it. And it was sexy. Oh, like, yeah. it was very playful, the way it was written. But it was sexy how she just sort of took control. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, oh, this is this is happening. And he had already sort of kind of felt like maybe not because then I would, you know, and, and especially when he came so yeah, quickly. Yeah, he already knew he was too yeah. excited because mm-hmm. he, he had planned this day. Yep. And he took the drug mm-hmm. and then went, pretended to go to sleep. Yeah, which was awesome, with a boner. And he's laid down there. <laughs> and as he thought of her, he got harder and harder and harder. And then she comes up into the room thinking he's asleep and he like surprises her, but he's already like halfway there. He's just like so excited to have sex with her. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now he's like, wait, no, I'm not going to be able to last. Yeah. He doesn't. And it's okay. Yeah. Because not all day, but. You do. I mean, right. And then they do actually do it later. So. As we know from these books, their recovery, their refractory period is very small. (laughs) He's going to be fine in two minutes. (laughs) That was a good blowjob scene. I mean, the last couple books have been like almost all oral sex. It the was ladies. always on the ladies. And I'm, I mean, that's all that's good. Cool. Well, I, I think we've brought it up. I don't remember. It was a couple episodes back now, probably. But about there is like women want to touch men, too. Yes. Women want to touch. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so she and, you know, he doesn't stop her. Like he lets her explore his body and mm-hmm. like grab him and, and touch him. And that is sensual to us. That yeah. is sexy. And it isn't like just being dominated isn't the yeah. only thing women want. And that sometimes is... it's fun, but sometimes it's like, no, this needs to be a back and forth. Exactly. Because then that is sort of like a sense of control that we get to have. Mm-hmm. Like if he's laying down and you're on top and then, you know, you get to control that part and hold him down if you're, you know, or just stop when you're ready to stop blow, you know, just mm-hmm. you're in control at that moment, just like Tony said, and that's exactly what she needed to do. Yeah. And what she he felt, gave her. Well, yeah, because they had a lot of things where initially she felt like his wanting a vampire true love was because she thought, or he thought, she thought that he thought, <laughs> there's a sentence for you, she was afraid that he thought humans were inferior. Right. And then every time she, he didn't want her to help fight when the malcontents came, uh-huh. she was like, I'm good enough, I can do it too, and he's like, they can fucking teleport, and they're <laughs> vampires, like, and you're not, yeah. you are human. Mm-hmm. And so she had a lot of, you know, a little bit of resentment about thinking that he didn't see her as an equal. Right. And so then getting to discover that, like, you do have power in the relationship. He is so into you. Yeah. That you can make him come against his, like, yes. <laughs> like, he's trying so hard not to so mm-hmm. he can prolong the experience and he can't control it. Yep. Because you're that sexy and that hot. Yep. I love that. I, you know, that's everything I want to read in a, in a scene. That and his reaction to a lot, like, like you said with the fighting ones, it wasn't until the end when he was just like it's not that I doubt your skills I know you're very powerful and you're strong and you have you know you could do this I just can't lose you because I love you so much (laughs) but then he was like but I've got your back fucking go for it and then just like and she does and she does she literally saved the day yes she did she She let all of the vampire hostages go free Mm -hmm. and she stabbed and killed she staked uh Yedrick Yedrick and he's dead now he's fucking dead and he sucked so he needed to die so and then (laughs) we didn't even get to so this uh, her oral scene where she blows him and then mm-hmm. they kind of fall asleep and then she wakes up and she puts on his dracula cape which is still hanging oh. up this is the next best scene <laughs> and she's running around the room <laughs> naked but wearing a black silk like with red line satin oh. cape yes. and like pretending to be a vampire and he wakes <laughs> up and he's like what are you doing 
screaming. And she's like, aha! <laughs> and I just, I sometimes I really need my characters to be this yes, free with each other. Absolutely. And like, when the world is at stake, they can't be. Like, right. things matter too much. And this is the fated mate that will save the world. Mm-hmm. But in this world, it's not. No. This is just two people who fell in love. Yeah. And are really cute together. Yes. And are having fun sex with vampire capes. Yes! <laughs> Absolutely. And she, and that's, cause she's serious through a lot of the book. Yeah, she's not she's, a super humorous person. No, she's not. But she gets to truly let go, let her hair down, and fucking fly around in a Dracula cave. It's the best. Yeah. It was written so, it's so hu- human to put in those emotions and stuff. And it breaks you off from a little bit of the intensity mm-hmm. of the battle that's happening. And while this one wasn't affecting the world, no. it could have potentially affected the vampire world. Yeah. But, you know, to be able to let loose and just be who you want to be. And then for us to read about it, it's even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually had forgotten about that scene until you. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, then, yeah. that. so then they do it on top of the on the satin cape. Yeah. Which would feel really good on your back. That's why satin sheets feel really nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm all for I don't want to sleep on them, but I definitely want to fuck on them. Just for what? Because you get hot. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, but just a little hot. sex, because then just, you're nice and... Yeah, yeah. It's a smooth and... Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Another endearing quality of Ian's that I want to bring up real quick is he did experience some jealousy throughout the book, but nothing so masculine that we've had a lot in our oh, other yeah. books. And he didn't ever really expressed it. And it was just always her. I mean, she actually had a little bit more jealousy reactions than he did. Well, like when the women were calling women in. Throwing themselves at him. I feel yeah. like a little bit of jealousy at that moment, too. Yeah. But at that point, she hadn't, at least in the beginning, she hadn't realized she was yeah, in love with him. Yeah, it was jealous. Right. And yeah. But for him, he, he had that against Carlos for a little bit mm-hmm. until they said, or Carlos was like, or. No, um, Tony said Carlos was gay, mm-hmm. which, by the way, we don't know. We don't know. Also, we don't. We didn't talk about Carlos very much. Oh, right. No, he's their neighbor <laughs> we, just, who actually turns into a were panther. He's a were panther, and I think that's probably one of the silliest parts of this whole book is her not figuring out that he is something special after yeah. finding out about vampires. Yeah, because the whole book, she's just like. You sure he's an anthropology student? I don't know. No, you know he he knows how to do all of this. He yeah. checked my phone. He does this. He's got he, this covert he, operation figured out. Yeah, and- he basically knows how to do like espionage. Yes. She's like, but he just is an anthropology student. <laughs> he's really good at espionage and other covert actions, and never truly tries to figure him out to a different no. level. And, and he's he, a mystery, though. He climbs in her window, and he had some magical ability to make all of the patients see a giant tiger. Oh, or a giant- a giant cat in the middle of the the campus of the mental facility. I mean, and then he gets along with Vander Kitty very well okay. because they're cats. They can talk to each other. <laughs> they talk to each other. Yeah, I do think she should have been more suspicious of Carlos as soon as she explained to him that she thought there were vampires in the world, and yeah. he just was like, "Cool." Yes. <laughs> At that point, and then they're like, I'd have been like, what kind of- If I ever came to anybody and was like, guys, so I know you're not going to believe me, but <laughs> aliens are real. And if all of my friends were like, yeah, cool. All of them I'd are aliens. Like, now I think you might be not aliens. All of you are fucking aliens. Because <laughs> no one should have believed me no. when I said that. You all should have fought me a little bit. <laughs> you or, just took me at my word. <laughs> or pat, patted you on the back a little and be like, yeah, yeah sure. We're aliens. <laughs> that I'd expect too. <laughs> But 
just accepting it all right away. Yeah. We've discovered the truth. No. No. no didn't work. Uh, let's do our kiss and tell. Yes, we should do that. So sort of going back to um, the daily affirmations that Tony gives herself on the, you know, like her mantra of the, the self-soothing things to get her through the day. We thought since it's a Christmas book and in a couple days will be New Year's that we would talk about our New Year's resolution. That's yeah. sort of along the same lines. It's holiday themed. It's holiday themed. Affirmational. Yeah. Well, usually, yeah. Usually resolutions are affirmational, but... You would think. <laughs> Sometimes okay. they're just words. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they are. <laughs> they're wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. New Year's New Year's resolutions. <sighs> well, first off, thank God it's not 2020. <laughs> I know, right? Can we fucking celebrate that? Let's two, take a moment. Two more fucking days, guys. Can we have a fucking moment of silence for 2020, please? Bye, 2020. Done. We are done with you. <laughs> All right. That's enough. Okay. So what do you want to do in 2021? What are you... I know we've talked a little bit about this to each other, but we have a pretty big... We have a big goal. So as far as... I think there's different aspects. I, I've got a lot going on in my life in general with school and the kids and the... Work with the house and the work and, and the apartments and all of that stuff. And then there's us as the podcast. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for the podcast, I do want to engage in more authors. Yeah. And I mean, we had our best year ever yeah. in 2020 in terms mm-hmm. of interviews, authors' interviews. Yep. Um, and I'd like to see that trend continue. I was really happy with the outreach we got from the Colorado mm-hmm. Romance Writers Group. And uh, hopefully that can continue and, and other authors. And- yeah, tap into other groups and, and things like that. So, and also like have a appreciation to the listeners that keep coming back to our bantering and all our silliness and stuff. You know, thank you guys so much for coming. You guys mean a lot to us. We really want to I'd like to, to talk see some to them. Engagement. Yeah, yeah, we, we I want to, to figure out some kind of like contest or mm-hmm. outreach that we could do, like a giveaway. Yeah, or something that would help tie in, mm-hmm. like get us more connected with some of our listeners. Yeah, so that that's a good goal to set for the podcast in yeah. 2021 mm-hmm. and expand. Our, we have our, some cool uh, swag we could give away. We totally do. We just have to figure out how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially right now where everything's so precarious and we can't see face to face. And But it is what it is. Personally, I want to get back to my house. I want to build my she shed. <laughs> that um, will be our recording That will studio. be our recording studio. So no more pup pup in yes. the background fucking losing his goddamn mind. Exactly. And I want to lose weight. I want to work a lot on my health. Um, I want to be healthier. Yeah. I want to be more in control of my body. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And feel more positive about it. Yeah. And I also want to, I think, and this is very personal. I haven't shared this with anybody. Well, I might have shared it a little bit with Dan. But I want to be a little bit more open or explore a little bit more with my sexuality. Since we're like reading these books and we're talking about it, you know, and mm-hmm. we're we're so square in the things that we do, you know, and we talk about all of these fun things that are happening in mm-hmm. these books. And I think getting into these different ventures or different kinks mm-hmm. and different things, I think would be fun. So I think Dan and I will probably explore a little bit more, or at least I would hope we would. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. Those are mine. I'd like to do that. And that would be a good conversation to have with Patrick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, yeah, I definitely, and I think that, you know, we had talked about doing, especially the health thing together. Yes. That it's, 
easier to do when you have a partner mm-hmm. and that we both have similar goals and I think similar issues to overcome. Yeah. We're both short <laughs> and a little fudgy. <laughs> short fudgy. That's what we are. So we have mm-hmm. to like... You know, work on both the eating healthier and the exercising more, like mm-hmm. moving more and just being all around mo- more mobile and healthy. And so, and I, I want to focus it on health mm-hmm. and not on just weight. I mean, weight is a portion of it, of mm-hmm. course, but my back hurts and yeah. I sit for 10 fucking hours yeah. a day at the office mm-hmm. and I, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not good. And if my back hurts now, what's it going to feel like in 10 years and right. 15 and 20? And I want to be active. I have like plans. I mean, you know, if there's ever not a pandemic, I want to travel and shit. And the less healthy you are, the harder travel yep. is. You can't walk around and see ruins and explore and do all of that. I mean, we did all those really cool cave things in Belize, but if I don't get in a better shape, I'm not going to be able to do that for very yeah, long. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can't go climbing caves and <laughs> shit when you're no, we were and like overweight, fucking crawling over <laughs> boulders, <laughs> big through holes. Holes, through holes, and and like there were places where we're like. Oh nope, we're not all gonna fit there. That's not that's not gonna work. We're like climbing down and not falling into the fucking river and shit. Yeah, I really want that for myself. And then yeah, I think it'd be really helpful to work with you on it. Yeah, we'll have a partnership, accountability, mm-hmm. and support, and that is very important for that. So let's fucking do this. And you know what? While we're here, we'll if there's anybody out there that has that same goal and you guys need the support and want to join in this venture with us, reach out. We'll all do this together. We It'll can be create fun. like a subgroup on our page or something yeah. of like we'll give ourselves more work to do. Sure. There's all the weight right there. Do extra work. <laughs> We're getting healthy in 2021. And there we go. There we go. That's it. We're getting, yes, I like it. I like it. Getting healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Oh, good. So, yeah. That's cool. (laughs) I like it. All right. So, uh, do you want to do our fun fact? Yeah. Fun fact? So... We got the vampires back, which means we got some blood action. Um, And one of the things that kept coming up in the book, which we haven't mentioned yet, is like every time Ian smells Tony, she's AB blood. Mm -hmm. And he's just excited because that's that's his favorite favorite type. (laughs) And he loves AB blood. It's always his favorite flavor, he calls it. (laughs) And so we thought I'd, you know, just do a quick Google and look up how common is AB blood so we could know, like, is he particular or is he more generic in his taste? Well, it turns out for AB positive, it's less than 4% of the population. And for AB negative, it's less than 1% of the population. Right. So he is very fancy and only likes... Very particular. Particular, like, <laughs> uh, unusual blood. So, yeah. So that's fun fun fact. It's just... I just literally Googled it. So I don't... It's not an exact website. It's just yeah. Google. Just Google. You guys yeah. will find it. Do you know your blood type? No, I don't. I need to know, though. Oh, man. I'm O positive. Okay. So I'm almost universal donor, but not quite, because that's so negative. Good to know. Yeah. Good stuff to know. People like my blood. Yeah. They can't get it, though. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's hidden in my tiny, tiny veins. I know, right? <laughs> I've got stupid tiny veins, too. Vampires would hate me. Yeah, I wouldn't be a very good snack. No. Like, no. Damn it. They just push me over. Go on to the next All guy. Right. So let's rate the book. I'm giving this book a nine. Ooh. I'm giving it for story and for sex. The sex scenes were fun, and they were so pulling, so human, so relatable. I loved it's it. It's super memorable. Yeah. Sometimes, like, even when they're really good sex scenes, 
They're not memorable. It's like, yeah. oh, I remember enjoying it as I read it, but I can't tell you a specific piece about it. That's always been my problem. That was Canelo drinking water, guys. Just <laughs> FYI. He's, he's, a, he's a camel dog. <laughs> but yeah, like that that has always been a problem of mine throughout this whole fucking the podcast since it started. So it's the but sex was ones, good, but how? Yeah. But these ones stuck out. They were like, you yeah, know, yeah. we remembered each one and we just told you all of them. Yes. I agree. I think it is a solid nine. Like, mm-hmm. I was really excited to go back to yeah. something a little bit easier. I don't mm-hmm. want to say that, like, the other books aren't easy or something. But it's just, like, I don't know, just a little bit more familiar, a little bit more yeah. traditional. It is a little bit more traditional, because this is sort of, like, on the brink of newer type of stories, right? But it's not. I mean, fucking, she had a cell phone she didn't know how to use. <laughs> she she, she didn't know how to use a cell phone. And they had swords until the very fucking end of the book. These vampires had swords. They fought with swords. And then all of a sudden, some guys had guns. The bad guys. And they had silver bullets in their guns. Oh, that's right. They had silver bullets. Because, well, they had said initially, but except for the silver bullet part, that gunshots are easy to heal from. But, like, a sword through the mm. heart or the head is like... Yeah, they'll just it. chop them right off. The Highlander style. Exactly. They know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Do so, love that. I yeah. love that show, Highlander. Yeah. But it's nice to get back into these type of books that we have done in the past and yeah i loved it i really did too i yeah. really did and so. i missed those vampires and i'm glad i got it this satisfied me well yeah and they weren't crazy vampires they right. were very reasonable ones yeah they weren't mm-hmm. all right so yeah super good book go back and read it and yeah. you know maybe read the rest of her series yeah <laughs> absolutely uh what are we doing next book so for our next book and to finalize the series we are reading badger to the bone by shelly lorenston narrated by charlotte kane we are on book three we're on the third sister who is the crazy badger max who's 100 percent badger mm-hmm. and i can't fucking wait to get into this because she's my favorite these books are some of my favorite mm-hmm. books like i know that when i very put the very first one on the list the um hot and badgered i did it kind of as a joke yeah <laughs> i didn't know if it would be good or not it was just i stumbled across it in goodreads mm-hmm. i was just searching for random paranormal books and goodreads and i was like there's a set of books about badgers and i was like we're gonna fucking read a badger book <laughs> and then it was so good and like i just those bears berg i still just love berg so <laughs> fucking much oh and then the second one was the panda yeah panda stevie and the panda and it was so cute and so we're super excited to finish out the series yeah and I think it was actually requested. Somebody on some platform asked if we were going to finish Wait, the book. <laughs> see, see how we reply? We respond with doing what you asked. That's awesome. So, yeah. Great. So, join us next episode yeah. for Badger to the Bone. Yeah. And in the meantime, please, we love hearing from you. And as we just mentioned, we want to increase that in the new year. So, reach out to us on social media. We are Shh Dirty Books on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks. And that is sh with three H's. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and anywhere you can find podcasts. So please rate, review, subscribe. We really appreciate it. And thank you, Jim Towson, for the music. And uh, yeah, this is Celeste. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Celeste. Be sure to tune into the next episode. With some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.